Good afternoon. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung for the Allendale Market Talk podcast. Welcome, Mike. Good to see you after a kind of a lackluster performance on the uh, the WASDE report yesterday. What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I tried my hardest, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was interesting how we sold off before the report happened. Uh, I think just a lot of people getting scared and then we came out, uh, had the actual report come out with the numbers, and it seemed to level people out a little bit more. Well, I think the the main point on it was uh, everyone was expecting bearish, and that's what we got. Um, our numbers, uh, our estimates were uh, 2.055. The uh, the av- average guess was like just shy of $2 billion, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we got – 2.035. So uh, getting back above $2 billion on the carryout, um, it stinks. That's that's rough, and that's the tough part about uh, the way everybody is lining up for, for weather. Uh, it, kind of, it kind of gets everybody bowled up, but it shouldn't get everybody so bowled up that they think we're going to go and just blast off from here and you know, maybe take out last year's levels and uh, and just keep going. So. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I think something that might have came out of it is we're using this as a baseline because we know that from those quarterly grain stock numbers, those didn't incorporate the March month, mm-hmm. month of March. <laughs> um, and I think people are thinking that, that that's maybe the worst of the worst we get. And now that we do have weather coming ahead, we have possible shortcoming from funds, which at this point I don't see why we wouldn't see some kind of risk taken off the table with going into planting. That's that's a lot of risk to leave on there at a record short. Well, I think the de- the decrease in exports, uh, the decrease in ethanol, those uh, those are a little concerning. Um, demand is down. We've we've got to be worried that are we going to uh, pick that back up as we go into in this uh, into the summer uh, for for fall uh, fall sales mm-hmm. um, and you know obviously for for new crop uh, uh, how much does this uh, does this affect when we uh, when we really do start to focus on the crop that possibly might kind of maybe go into the field here in the next few weeks right and th- th- yeah that is something that will be interesting to watch um, how it just goes about. Because right now, I mean, looking outside right now, it's it's snowing here. And yeah. I know we're not the worst of the worst. Um, no, I mean, we're in northern Illinois close. in case anybody's, you know, not familiar with uh, with Allendale. And, and we're getting some flurries this morning or this afternoon. And, you know, we're not getting the 8, 10, 16, yeah, 20 inches Dakota. that South yeah. Dakota and Minnesota are going to get. But it also you know, puts a halt to anybody that was actually getting any field work done uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of days. Yeah, I know. I was talking to one of my guys in Nebraska, and he was saying that he was he was getting some field work done the other day, but it's going to immediately be followed by rain and then a bunch of snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that. We have the weather outlook. looking It's looking pretty wet, um, and we don't need a ton of rain to keep us out of the field. We also – we're going to need a – good stretch of time and we can get the crop in the ground pretty quickly we, we've seen that right. but we do need that stretch of time that we can get the fields dried up warm. and that yeah and i think that's what that's what uh, that's why i keep uh, trying to caution uh my clients on getting too bullish is mm-hmm. 
the biggest prime time planting weeks are, I think, what the first two weeks in May. Mm-hmm. So you know, we like to get into the fields by April fifteenth, April twentieth here, but those first two weeks in May, if we're still if we're not t- picking off big chunks of of planting, then that's when we should start to get a little bit concerned. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the meantime, there's a lot of stuff that that works for us and works against us. Like I said, you know, uh, a lower ethanol number, a lower exports number, those are are concerning. But then also the weather is is lining up very bullish for us mm-hmm. uh, to the point where. You you have uh, some areas of the southeast that are starting to talk prevent plant already. Mm-hmm. You know, they, because it has been so wet down there, guys are you know looking at half their production on on corn and thinking, there's no way I can plant this by the insurance date. Right. So. Yeah. So that that will be interesting. But like you said, it, it's also something that warrants caution going forward. Uh, Seasonally, we usually have some kind of peak here in the late May, sometime in the June time frame. So it is something that, yes, we might be rallying, but at the same time, you might want to be taking that rally to start your hedging. Well, not only that, but uh, moving old crop. Mm-hmm. We need to oh, yeah. we need to keep uh, keep that in the back of our mind. Is, uh, well, not even in the back of our mind. We need to make sure the guys are understanding that these rallies, if we get them, are absolutely 100% the opportunity that you have to sell cash. And I know what, you know, we know what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to see cash start or they're going to see start cash start to go up, they're going to see the board start to go up and oh man, it's 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 really going to go because we have all these problems. I they start looking out their backyard and it looks bad. Mm-hmm. And then all oh, the price is going to go higher. Well, we need to make sure that we keep on them about the idea that this needs to be this needs to be sold you know there's going to be yeah you can leave some bushels over you know for if if they if we do have some problems in july during pollination and Mm -hmm. beyond that could those could be your your i guess play bushels i don't even know a better way to put it but it gives you an opportunity that okay well i didn't sell all of my all of my production from last year uh, too early. I can, if we do really take off, I can. I have some more that I can sell, or I can. I can even hang on to them if this uh, if this issue carries on into into the fall. Yeah, and another way you might want to look about that, just on the risk management side of things, you might want to even look at a short date option sometime to get you through the summer in case you're looking for that kind of move where y- you want to have that opportunity in case we do. Right get some kind of adverse weather during the summer. Right. So, so I think realistically, um, you know, what, I, what I've what i always told my guys is, and what I've been telling them for the last few months is, uh, for right now, with the carryout we've got, you've, you've got to look at last year's levels as your, kind of your, your bar for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you need to be doing is, averaging your sales up as you as you see as we start to get close to that rather than saying okay this is my my top end goal because we've seen it in other years where we don't we don't reach that level from the year before mm-hmm. and 
if you're waiting for a specific number, let's say it's 430 or let's say it's 450, that number doesn't get hit and you that's what you were waiting for, you're in a world of hurt because it doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, we fell off, but we're going to come back. We are, we a lot of times won't come back. Once we hit that peak, it's done. That's your chance. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm being a little aggressive uh, today, uh, mainly because I, I, as bullish as I want to be on corn, looking at the possibility of a China deal, uh, being good for corn, being good for uh, ethanol and DDGs, I, I'm concerned that uh, we're all going to get it in our head that uh, this thing's going through the roof to you know four seventy five five dollars and above, and it's April tenth, mm-hmm. and it's hard to say they could they could take the rain out of the forecast uh, in the two week time time frame, and we go dry from here until June. We're going to get our our fields planted. We're going to then be looking, you know, at okay, what kind of a crop do we have now that we've gotten it all in? Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think it's a bad way to look at. It. I mean, we don't base our hedging strategies trying to get the absolute peak and make sure that we have everything edged there. We're making sure that there is a insurance in place in case we do fall out of bed. And which I mean. The way I like to phrase it, it's a lot easier to hedge on the way up than it is to try and catch on the way down because it, we, we get this slow grind up and it, it's hair tearing and you just see this move up by penny, two, five, whatever. And then we hit the peak and then we just absolutely fall out of bed. Right. Now what's your what's your take on the uh, on the soybeans now? We didn't uh, we didn't have a whole lot come out of the out of the report. They lowered uh, ending stocks by five million bushels. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was within the range of of guesses, just a slightly lower than the average. Uh, what's your what's your take on those? So I was studying the soybean chart yesterday, and it actually has fallen a pretty good seasonal, especially compared to these other contracts, corn, wheat. Uh, the seasonals just aren't there. So. It's actually looking pretty decent, and we've kicked this China deal down the road so much, and I think we might be over. Well, I think we're overvalued based on what our carryout's saying. But at the same time, with the potential of a China deal right around the corner, it, we might have, especially with the kind of time frame where we said four weeks, we might have that get to be enthusiastic going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I in the short term. I'm pretty friendly for beans, not overly friendly, but I would take it as an opportunity to make sure that hedging ideas are thought about, talk to the broker and everything, because like we said with uh, corn and how it's easier to hedge on the way up, I, I think the same thing, especially with what we're looking at with carryout going sure. into the summer. Yeah. Um, and if we do get wet weather that keeps our corn out, we might get more beans and we might have that problem continue into next year, which, as we saw last year, this time we were trading uh, 10, I want to say around 1020, mm-hmm. 1020 to 1040, I think. And we're twenty off of that. What happens if we continue this oversupply of beans and next year we're another dollar lower at yep. around this time? So something to think about for the long term with what these numbers are telling us. And then the uh, the third leg of the of the the big three here wheat your your uh. good friend wheat <laughs> um, we we increased ending uh, stocks again mm-hmm. we're knocking on the door of one point one billion um, 
the the exports are going to be a miss this year. Uh, the conditions report, surprisingly, uh, I think I, I heard uh, winter wheat conditions, the best in nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sitting at about 60% uh, good to excellent uh, for the winter wheat. Uh, you've got to be a little bit concerned about spring wheat planting. It's it, what was it, two uh, percent yeah, for the week? Good. Which you know, I mean, that for the first report, that it is what it is. But with all this snow coming across uh, South Dakota, those guys in North Dakota may not be as adversely affected. But it's still cold. Uh, mm-hmm. There's still a lot of snow melt that needs to be done. Um, so we're not moving along uh, as as well as we can. So you're, you know, in today's market, you saw the uh, the winter wheat uh, crop or the winter wheat uh, contracts struggling to to find any uh, footing, mm-hmm. and, while the spring wheat was up, you know, five or six cents. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your take on that? Because, I mean, if you've got a if you've got a winter wheat crop that actually shows to be decent, can we? Do, is there any hope for pricing this year? The thing with wheat this year is we've been on this downtrend since last August. It's very steep, and we've just been hoping for better prices over and over and over again. And it just, for some reason, none of these stories come to fruition to the point that we need something. And a couple of things that are working in the wheat market right now is you, in the past couple of weeks, their moisture hasn't been totally there. Um, Australia's about to start planting. I haven't heard they had the best conditions either. Uh, just like last year, they had a bad conditions. And yes, we're getting a good, good, excellent rating on this uh, winter wheat crop. But at the same time, the way that it's scouted, it's not extremely technical. So with the weather, all the moisture, and everything, when we come to actual harvest, what's that going to show us? Maybe that's what gives us the kick in the butt of sure. where we're going next. Or maybe we just have to wait for this to get a little bit further into uh, the maturing stage and see where we're actually sitting with this wheat crop as opposed to right now when it just came out of dormancy. Well, good. Okay. Well, so over the next uh, the next few weeks, obviously there's quite a bit of rain in the forecast. So we'll have to, we'll have to circle back around to that uh, next week. Uh, one of the things that uh, we're uh, we're working on here with the the podcast is uh, trying to bring in some more uh, some more guests um, outside of the Allendale umbrella. And uh, so, if uh, if you out there, if our, our listeners have any suggestions of uh, some uh, some professionals uh, in the industry, whether it's seed, insurance, uh, banking. Uh, let us know. Uh, we'll uh, reach out and see if we can uh, if we can get some experts uh, on this uh, on this podcast and and kind of diversify things a little bit so you don't have to hear Mike and I talk uh, all the way through. Yeah, right. um, Mike, why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of us? Yeah, so if you want to get a hold of us and listen to some other experts besides us, uh, you can reach us at one eight hundred two six two seven five three eight. That number again is one eight hundred. Two six two seven five three eight by email service at allendale-inc.com. For this week, Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung, Greg McBride signing off. Talk to you guys next week.